Sophronia Ivory, host of your new favorite show, No Rewinds. No Rewinds because we only got one shot to raise these kids. We got to see it, think about it, then do what we got to do to raise these kids. My first ex-husband, bless his soul, used to joke with me that I didn't know what a senator was. I can't remember how that was the running joke throughout our time together. Um, but it was, it was, it was actually really funny. I, he would say, you know, you don't even know what a senator is. And I would be like, okay, so, and what does a senator do? I didn't know what a senator did. So now that we're in the mix of this election that has absolutely just gone haywire, So now that I've done a little bit of research, and I think I might know a little bit about what a senator does. So the senator is the is the representative of the state, whatever state their responsibility is go to, you know, to the White House. I mean, go to D.C. and represent the people of the state. So in my state, it's Wisconsin. A senator's job is to go to D.C. and put forth legislature to represent the state. Now, <laughs> unfortunately, my first husband is long gone. He's deceased. Bless his soul. He was a good guy sometimes. And I wish I could tell him this now. However, however, this is the catch here. I can pass this information on to my kids. They probably already know. But since this election has just been drawn out so long, I've been spending a little bit more time watching CNN and talking to, you know, the kids about the election. All, you know, and and making sure that they... My, my daughter votes, but making sure that they understand that as you become a young person and as you become an adult, that knowing that voting is your right and you should go vote. I don't I don't want them to be. I don't, I don't think that children that that's something that they should know. Like they should know how to wash clothes. They should know how to make up the bed and they should know how to go vote. Right? That's just what I'm thinking. They should know how they should go vote, but they're going to go vote because the they saw the parent go vote. But then you have to 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 go then you have to have the conversation of okay, like who are you voting for? Like and why are you voting for that person? And I know that most families do just kind of vote the same party, but it's okay to have differences. Tell me why. Let's talk about it. And they might present some information to me that I didn't think about. And I might present some information to them that they never thought about. I've never been a history buff. So I probably never really talked history it's probably what, like one of my 
weakest links. <laughs> I guess that's what we call them, weakest links is I've never really gotten into it, but I find it very interesting. I really do. I can remember when I was a child and, and my my mom used to watch the, you know, elections and she used to watch the news all the time and I didn't want to watch that stuff. But now I understand why she was doing all of that. And lo and behold, look at me. I'm sitting here watching CNN and then I'll switch to Fox, the news to see what they talking about. Um, But the other night, I was flipping between both channels and my son comes down and he's watching, we're watching CNN. So he says, well, what, what does the Republican news, what is the Republican news station saying? So I flipped to Fox and it was just, you know how, when you're in school and you have to do those compare and contrast, this was like a slam dunk for him. I didn't really go into like, you know, which one do you think is more credible and all that other kind of, you know, I didn't, I didn't go into that with him, but I was very observant that he had something instilled in him to be able to say, okay, this is what the Dems are saying. What is the Republican saying? And Maybe I might believe some stuff in in the middle of in the middle of them. You know, I might meet him in the middle of the road, so to speak. But that too gave us something to talk about. And you know what? I keep asking, like, do they still do elections in the school anymore? We used to do that when I was growing up, and it would be very exciting. Everybody got their little ballot, and you know put it in the little box and somebody walked around the classroom and picked up all the ballots and the teacher counted them and told us who the winner was. And then I think when I got to middle school, even yeah, in middle school, they tallied the ballots up and to see what the entire school voted. But it doesn't appear as if they're doing that as much anymore. It might be a good thing, actually. Because I see some stuff that um, when I'm on social media, just surfing, and I see kids, youth, young adults, teenagers posting political things that are really like far to the left opinions, my eyebrow goes up. Because I'm thinking, how do you even know that that's a thing that you should be concerned about. Like you're not even old enough, which means that that kid must have gotten it from their parent. Now, everybody has the the freedom of speech and, and I get it, but you know, you can see some traditions, right? That's what we're calling them that are being passed down good or bad. Right now, I'm just kind of thinking about the bad stuff that I've seen. But, you know, I had a, um, I joined the, 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 the PTSO, which is parent, student, PT, parent, teacher, student organization at the high school. And I joined the PTSO 
because I wanted to get to know some people at this school, at the high school. And I'm glad I did. So if you aren't part of the PTS though, or the Booster Booster Club is good too, then you probably need to join that because those are the who who of the school. They know everything. They know everybody. If you have a question and you want to find out something real, what, who do you call? Who do you email? The, the parent, teacher, student organization and the booster club people, they know. They are running the school. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love being part of both of those organizations. I even took on a little job. So, you know, you got to be a little bit involved with the two. But the PTSO and and the Booster Club, the, yeah, you need to you need to join that just to you know see what's going on in the school. You can't be a passive parent. You got to be actively involved. Um, yeah, yeah. This is this is kind of new for me because. I'm I'm a just I, I'm from the projects, okay? And <laughs> and um my my kids and I have always moved out in moved moved around in suburban cycles because their friends lived in the suburban cycles and this is really different for me. It's it's really different because um one I was always that single parent, everybody else was married. So it was kind of oddball when people wanted to go drink um, with other parents and we would hang out and stuff like that. But I don't even know where I'm going with this story. (laughs) No, but so yeah, I joined the PTO. And when I joined the PTO, I kind of was talking to the president and we're jiving and we're having a good conversation. And then the conversation automatically just goes to the election because, hey, we're in the middle of an election. Right. But in talking to her, she was so knowledgeable, knowledgeable about government, about, you know, which state to watch because they can count both ballots early. And then we got into this in-depth conversation about our local Um, city government here and who was doing a good job and who was not doing a good job in her perspective. Um, But it was really good. But what I took from the conversation with her was that she was very knowledgeable about government and policies and that she's having those conversations with her children. That she's a suburban mom and she's this knowledgeable, she's this knowledgeable about government. And so she's having some different types of conversations with her children than a black person would be over here having conversations with their children because they aren't that knowledgeable. They haven't had the opportunity to really know what a senator does. You know, they know the mayor because the mayor is on on television a lot or they might know the chief of police and stuff like that and the governor of the state. But if they're not really having in-depth conversations with your children, how do they know? How do they know, like, I need to be voting and not just for the presidential election? Like, how do they know like who 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 are we expecting to teach them this information? It, it has to come from home, right? But that means that 
I need to know. As a single parent, I, I need to know because I'm trying to be a resource to them. I'm, I need to know. I need to, I'm trying to be a resource to them. And I don't want them to be out mingling and talking with their friends. And then they say something that's like stupid. <laughs> You know, you don't you don't want them to be in in a conversation and politics comes up and 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 they have to be quiet because they don't have a voice simply because they don't know what to say. So now you just sit and you listen, but then there's no way for these children to really dive a little bit deeper into some of the conversations that might've been had with their friends because they don't have anybody to go to, they're coming home. And if you're not talking about it and they don't think that, you know, so then it, the conversation just stops. The educational process just stops. So there has to be somebody and let's be clear. You're going to get a little bit in, in history class or your politics class or whatever class, you know, they have in, in, in school, but is it enough? Not only is it enough, but is it in line with what you want your child to be taught? Like it's different if it's like it's 50 states and, you know, each state has some electoral votes, but like, like, what does that conversation have? How do, how do they, how do, how do, how do you teach your children not who to vote for, but for how do you, how do you cast that ballot for the good of us all? Or, and if it's not for the good of us all, is it what's best for you? What, what you feel is important because that's what all those Paul, they've been emailing forever. Okay. They've been emailing, they've been texting, and they all come with polls. And I don't know if these are the polls that are being used when they talk about them on the news, but they ask, what's important to you? Is it health care? Is it um, global warming? Is it corruption? You know, how do you rank those things? And, and are those conversations that we're having with our young people at home? Because I, I don't, you know, I don't, I think young people might think of school as we adults think of work where you only, you go to work and you only let them see so much. So when you go to school, do they let them see 100? I, I think mine are a little bit reserved just because <laughs> we grew up, don't be going to school, putting all our business out there in that school. You let them, let them talk. You listen. <laughs> y'all know I'm telling the truth but yeah so I know what a senator is now um I'm gonna make sure that my kids know what a senator is they might say yeah but if you do that one step probing question and say well what does a senator do that's when you'll know if they know because that's an important role you know, senators are, are, I think now, listen, I just told y'all that I'm just learning this. The senators are in office for six years. That's a long time for someone to have their position. 
So we need to make sure that, you know, when you're casting that ballot, that you really have faith that that person is going to look out for your best interests. Not maybe, maybe not 100%, but move the needle forward a little bit, just a little bit in my direction so I can feel like you're working for me. Yeah, so let's just have, let's try to have some political conversations with our kids, see what their minds are. I used to watch Madam Secretary and, ooh, I loved her. She was so savvy and those pants fit her well and she could cuss somebody out without saying one cuss word and keep it moving. She was like, (laughs) she was good. So if you haven't ever watched that, watch Madam Secretary. It's old, it's on Netflix or Hulu or something like that. But I I like the show. And I would try to watch, sometimes I just try to watch TV in like the family room so that they can walk past and kind of look to see what am I watching. And maybe they might catch a glimpse of something of it, something like that. But I've been riding around in the car listening to 116 on Sirius XM Radio, which is CNN. And I've been listening probably since the election because, you know, it's like it's like real time. And my son has not asked me to change the station, which is very odd because we usually listen to hip hop and rap and all that other kind of which is a whole nother podcast. Right. Um, But he has not asked me to change the station. Not one time, which means that he is listening to it. And that's all I need him to do is listen. It's different. It's different. Because I know I didn't want to listen. I don't even think I might have been listening. But when I grew up, we had the A-Tracks tape. We weren't, there was no, we weren't listening to CNN and the radio. Nobody was listening to CNN in the radio, in, in the car. I'm sorry. Nobody was listening to CNN in the car. Nobody was doing that back when I was coming up. So any little piece is good. As a parent, we want our children to go vote, right? Hopefully. But I also want them to have faith that their vote will count. And I think that that's what's really bothering me about this election. Like, in my mind, that is the biggest form of voter suppression. If I'm over here and I'm teaching my teaching, teaching kids what senators are and you're teaching them to go vote and you're having these political discussions and talking about the importance of electing the person that you best that you think best fits what you need in your life and then they go vote and then it doesn't count i pray that our nation does not come to that because then we've lost hope we've lost hope And I don't want them, I, I, I don't think that any black child needs to 
grow up, be taught that voting is your right. It's a privilege. It's exciting. And then when they finally go vote, it doesn't count. How do you explain that? How do you explain that this is really not a democracy? I think that that's my biggest fear about all of this is my biggest fear is what type of precedence is being set here. If we have rules and you follow those rules and then in the end, the rules don't count. Well, we don't, we don't, we don't do that in any area of life. It's just like you go work for somebody and you agree upon what they're going to pay you. Then it's time to get paid. And they're like, well, no, no, you can't do that. That ain't fair. That's not fair. And you know, that, that, that bothers me because I, I really think that young people, especially those that are on the cuffs of, of about to be able to vote, 17 years old going through this now, 15, 16 years old. And then at some point in their history class or their political class, it comes out that in this 2020 election, there were so many millions of votes that were thrown out. For what? Why? Why weren't those votes counted? Why do I go? Why do I need to vote if they're not even going to count them? How do I know that they're going to count mine? Besides the fact, you know, there needs to be some different. I feel like we got. I'm sorry if y'all hear my stomach because it's on one right now. I, for the life of me, can't figure out how we haven't come to the point where we could be voting online. This is really simple. I, I I don't know that it's simple, but in my mind, it's simple, you know? Like, how how has somebody not invented that technique? It's an app for everything. And they could be able to um, keep track, put the last four digits of your social security number in there, and you vote for whatever. Like, I think that there are some states now in Wisconsin, we're still still doing paper ballots, but in some they're voting on the iPad and stuff. So it's, it's got to be an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> Somebody's tabulating a, an Excel spreadsheet with the with the voice with the that has been exported from some type of data. For real. We should be able to skip the big machine part at this point. But that's neither here nor there. We're not there yet. Or they more, what are they going to say that Russia tapped into it? That's a possibility though, because there's some smart people out here. But with that being said, we got some hackers that are amazing. I mean, hackers that now, this is when I be watching these TV shows, some hackers that, that can hack hospital systems, database, how can you not hire that hacker to create some type of database or some type of app where it could be secure to vote? 
It's just not making sense to me. Maybe in the future. Maybe my great-grandkids will be able to do that. So, I was in the grocery store, and I heard this lady, she was telling her son that... um that they had that they're going to recount the Georgia votes by hand. And he was like, by hand. <laughs> and I just kind of giggled and walked past because I was thinking the same thing. I I and and let's be clear, even though it's by hand, that doesn't make it any more accurate. You know? And like, how do you count something by hand? That's just a whole nother spreadsheet. See what I'm saying? But, you know, I don't know what the process is of, of counting votes, but by hand, come on. How many people is that? It's like a whole bunch of millions of people in in Georgia. That's too, that's too much. That's too much. That's too much. Why would you even ask somebody to do that? Like, who does that? Who asked somebody to count a couple million votes? Like, what is Georgia? Six million people or something? That's like way too much. Like, who has that kind of staff on hand? Who has that kind of staff? You just waste that money. That's what that is. It's wasting money. And wasting time. Like, who has that kind of time? And I probably need to look up these... um, poll workers because I know they were paying some of them but like that's too much that's too much like if a friend came to me and said hey I want to do this whatever and it's going to take me six weeks to do it and I'm going to have to go get a loan to do it mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. We need to find a more efficient way to get it done. We're not just going to be wasting time and money. Somebody else's money at that. But yeah, you just got to. um, You got to have some common sense here. And I was once told that common sense isn't common sense. Common sense is crystallized intelligence. Now, I'm going to say that one more time. Common sense is not common sense. Common sense is crystallized intelligence. What is crystallized intelligence? So that would be something that you know and you had an aha moment. Now it becomes common sense. Like common sense is don't go to the restaurant smacking with your eating with your mouth open. That's gross. Don't do that. But if that's all you know, then that's all you're going to do. But somebody's going to say something to you like, can you look at all the people in here and you see that nobody is in here eating with their mouth open? Maybe you shouldn't do that either. You know? And then once that person looks around the entire restaurant and they see people laughing and talking, but those that they see that are eating, they're eating with their mouth closed. 
He just had a crystallized intelligence moment. And now it becomes common sense. So. I guess that's what we need to be talking to these kids about is, does this make sense to you? And what is your common sense level? How much, how much crystallized intelligence do you have? And what is it based on? Because they might not have the right crystallized intelligence. Or what's crystallized intelligence, right? That's kind of objective. But even when you have those types of conversations about, you know, people that you want to be elected, then, then, you know, like, what are you basing that on? Is it, is what they're putting forth to be voted on, does that make sense to you? If that doesn't make sense to you, then why are you cheerleading for this person? You know? We just got to have some different, different, we got to have some different kind of conversations with these kids and we got to, um, just let them know. We got to help them understand, help them come to their own conclusion. But all of that's done through dialogue. Like, are we being patient? Are we having those conversations where we're, where we're talking to them like they're, they're young people? And they have their own response, not a response that we're expecting them to regurgitate from us, from something that they've heard us say in the past. That doesn't work. Because as soon as they go out and do their own thing, (laughs) then they're going to be who they are. So we might as well just check them out, see what they're talking about. And if they're really off base, then we need to kind of break those, break, break down those, those, those conversations help me understand why you think this does this make sense to you you know sometimes you have to walk them through and it ain't just kids it's men too no no diss to the men listening but some of y'all is a little (laughs) short-sighted i'm tripping i'm just tripping just tripping So that's it for me today. I'll holla. Well, that's it for today, y'all. Just remember, there is no one-size-fits-all manual to teach you how to be a single parent. Do what you can, then build up your village to help you do the rest, because there are no rewinds. This is Sophronia Ivory hosting No Rewinds. Don't forget to press follow so we can chop it up next time.